0: Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Deal Life Without Podcast. I sincerely appreciate everybody tuning in on this one. I got a very, very special guest, a brother of mine I've told you guys about already from when that, that day I went to go pick my man's up from the bus station, Christopher Parker. Uh, <laughs> uh, and I'm going to run a Q&A with him. Let him tell his own story about his case. You know, the stuff he was doing prior to. Just tune in. You'll see right here. All right? Christopher Parker, what is it?
1: What's going on? Lay.
0: Well, hey. So, one, you can tell everybody how old you are now.
1: 44.
0: And you caught your case at, in what year?
1: 1997. At the age of 19.
0: At the age of 19. That seems like that's the fall year for everybody. Huh. What was your life like before? Before you caught that time. What was it like?
1: I mean, you know, it was, uh street life, hoop, family, you already know. It's uh it was good.
0: Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. And what was your charges, bro? Um,
1: armed bank robbery.
0: Armed bank robbery. But uh basketball, where were you at with that?
1: Um, you know, I I was uh I was really good. Let me just say it that way. You know what I mean? I, um, I had a chance to play in college. Um, I had a chance to go overseas and play. Uh, just, you know, street life was uh calling, and that's what I chose.
0: My oh, man. So tell me when you got, what was your sentence for the feds, bro? Um,
1: I got 867 months. For y'all that don't add uh, very fast, like <laughs> I don't, that's uh, 72 years and three months.
0: 72 years in three months. You had an appeal, too, at one point, right?
1: Oh, yeah. I appealed multiple times. Uh, all of them got shot down uh, for different circumstances. Uh, sentence was affirmed on numerous occasions. And uh, for 24 years, I sat uh, with a 72-year sentence.
0: What was your state of mind when they, when they gave you that initial sentence? Man. Uh, like, when you got to prison, like... You see yourself, you get get the sentence right after they tell you the numbers. What's going through your head?
1: I ain't never coming home. Right after they sentenced me, I looked at my mom and I was like, man, I ain't never coming home. You know what I mean? Because my my release date was December 18th, 2060. So, you know, as a 19-year-old kid, or 21 when I got convicted uh 21 year old kid uh 2060 is is buck rogers
0: absolutely you know I mean? Cars should be flying by then
1: for sure for sure
0: how old would you have been as you got out at that time 84.
1: Oh, yeah. 84 years old
0: yeah that'll sit you down
1: yeah that's a um definitely a um a drowning moment for you, <laughs> where you're drowning in uh in real life and uh all the important things come back and you know, you get a chance to reflect on really what's important.
0: Mm-hmm. So give them a, a, a visual of what's important to
1: you. Oh, family, first and foremost, family, God, uh, living life now, you know what I mean? Uh, you realize that the friends you had when you were doing the things you were doing, um, you know, I had 12 co-defendants of them testified against me or made statements against me so what
0: was the age group (laughs)
1: uh my youngest co-defendant at the time we got arrested he was 16 all the way up to 41
0: oh yeah (laughs) yeah yeah so
1: you know the people who i thought was thorough the people who i thought uh you know would ride or die or whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. you know what I mean The people I thought the people that I've done you know things for and helped out they were all the ones to turn their back and and point fingers when it all became time to stand before the police and most of them named me as the mastermind
0: mm-hmm. you know what I
1: mean a 19 year old kid a 40
0: year old naming you as the mastermind. yeah
1: yeah so um And the the prosecutors rolled with it. You know what I mean? They rolled with that. They rolled with... I was the enforcer. I was the mastermind. I was the one uh, intimidating and encouraging people to jump over the counters.
0: Thanks.
1: So, you know, and this is coming from dudes who we call OG or Uh, G. uh You know, people who have been in the game for years and years and years. And you think they're thorough, but they end up being uh cowards. You know what I mean? And so, you know, you got people that I didn't even know testifying against me. I don't even know you. (laughs) But you know of me, so you're gonna tell on me. Don't make no sense. Uh, one of my uh one of my colleagues was uh caught stealing a car and uh in order to get out of an eight month sentence he told the feds about all the bank robberies that was going on in Sacramento. Thanks. Yeah.
0: Bank robberies, like, on some, like, some heat shit, niggas diving over.
1: Takeovers, yeah, oh. takeovers.
0: Wow, oh, that's so exciting. <laughs> and no, people, were not glamorizing street life.
1: No, not at all.
0: We're painting a picture so that everybody can, you know, see how individuals such as myself, you know, Chris P, and you know others that you'll eventually meet. How we all met and how the camaraderie was formed. So just so everybody know we're not glamorizing. Even though Heat is a great movie, you know what I'm talking about. So, for sure, for that's sure. a great movie. You know, but, movie. You, but you had to be agile to dive over those over those bank uh, teller desks, bro. that, yeah, for sure. That's you know, sure. As, it's a young man's game. It's not. <laughs> it, <laughs> <laughs> it's not for anybody 41 years old like myself or a and boy you
1: like
0: me yeah and i'm overweight he's not but i'm overweight I got you bad know yeah so by the time i get over the counter they didn't hit the button and everybody's going to jail I, you know so the state and affairs are completely different for sure for the state you know we you know i had LWAP so we took a small van and tracy to Dvi get off the you know get out the van shackled up all that but for the feds it's different everybody's seen that movie con air hmm. uh you've seen that right bro oh yeah okay compare that experience with that that movie
1: the feds definitely have a plane called con air and uh they definitely put you on that broke down joint <laughs> and uh, fly you all across the country you could be from california and you end up in Maine. You be from Maine and end up in Texas, you know what I mean? So that's that's a legitimate, that's a legitimate thing. Ah. Um, it's not all the cages and all that on the on the plane, but there are, you know, it is a Con Air and they fly you all across the country.
0: Well, Where would you go for your reception?
1: Um, no reception. First first day in prison, I'm on mainline in Lompoc, U.S.P. and uh, and that's what it was. They do have like a five day. Um, hold over in the shoe sometimes for certain people just to check their paperwork and things like that.
0: Yeah, make sure they can hit the line. Yeah,
1: make, exactly. But other than that, um, if you're a thorough dude and your paperwork traveled with you, and uh, you didn't have no issues in court, you're going straight to main line immediately. Mm. Oh man,
0: what was that like? Because you told me, so when you came back on that, that initial appeal where they took how much time off?
1: 21 months. So I had 74 years. Yeah, 74 at years. first. And then they took 21 months off, which Ooh, gave me 72 that years was three months. Oh, yeah,
0: for sure. Yeah, that was helpful. And you told me when you hit the line, you paint that picture, bro, because I remember everything that you told me. So
1: my first, first day in prison, um, I get off the bus with my cellie. My cellie is another guy from a different area. We walk into the cell together. Um, one of the young kids... Walks up to our cell, you know, starts gangbanging. And, of course, me, uh, being from one side, him from another, uh, I told him, hey, listen, man, don't disrespect me, bro. You know, this is what I am. And he continued to do that, and first night in prison, it was on.
0: Hey, and tell them what that does for the census, for the for the, for the population.
1: Well, it, I mean, you know, they always tell you, you know, when when... When you want to make a you want to display something, or you want to have a show of power, or you want to let put people on notice that I'm not the one to be messed with, Mm -hmm. sometimes you have to do that. And so, uh, you know, from that point on, everybody knew, uh, hey, listen, this one right here.
0: I'm gonna have my hands full.
1: Yeah, this one right here, he's he's about that life. And so, respect, you know, respect what you need to respect.
0: Absolutely, and you're 21. Come in here, young bull, hammer, all I see is nails. (laughs) (laughs) Got all day in a sense of numbers. And it's like, what I got to lose?
1: I mean, you know, I wasn't, I I really ain't on no bull crap when I come in. I want to just do what I need to do to, to get by. I want people to leave me alone. And I respect everybody. And so, but as a young kid with 74 years at the time, and um, having somebody disrespect me, I knew at that moment
0: mm-hmm.
1: that, hey, this right here is is a statement piece.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: make a statement, Absolutely. and nobody else will tread. Everybody else will tread lightly when when they see you. Yeah. So that's what happened.
0: Yeah, prom night. Where you at? For sure. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so so tell me this, bro. After you leave, so how many Fed prisons did you hit?
1: Um, I've been to Lompoc, Atwater USP, I went to Oklahoma Transfer Center uh, on my way back to my SAC County on my appeal. Um, Then I went to Herlong uh, and then Mendota.
0: I know the answer, but they don't. Um, How many people stuck with you? Start to finish.
1: Start to finish? Start well, to finish. I mean, you already know, bro. My mom. Absolutely. You know. Uh,
0: Lovely woman, too, by the way, y'all. Yeah,
1: that's the joy of my life. Absolutely. My mom. Um, and for basically the last 20 years, you know, me and you off and on through letters and <laughs> that, <rig-a-pons-> things like <laughs> that. And then when you came home, you know, you were straight straight at me. My nigga. Hey, bro, I'm home. This is what it is. Right. And so, you know, women come and go. That's just a, a fact of prison life, especially when you got a long sentence.
0: Especially when you got a long sentence.
1: Yeah, there. women come and go. Um, I never thought that family, uh, especially the family that I thought I had, we got a real close-knit family, mm-hmm. but it was like I was invisible to them. You know what I mean? I had, like my Aunt Pat, lovely, lovely woman, you know, she would come visit, but... Other than like a handful of people in my family, uh, friends gone, you know, they walked past my mom like they didn't know her. And, mm. and you know, um, no money on the account, no letters, no pictures, no, none of that. Yeah. So, you know, you learn your lesson quick. You know what I mean? Sure do. Hey, listen, this is something that I'll have to do by myself or with the help of, one or two family members, and a good, good homeboy. And so you learn to fend for yourself. You learn to say, okay, this is what I gotta do. I gotta hustle, I gotta work, I gotta, uh, it's just all a part of prison.
0: Explain what it was like when you got that, that notice that you back.
1: Well, um, they passed a law in 2018, uh, called the First Step Act. It was basically saying that people who have been sentenced prior to uh, that law or people sentenced after that law were now going to get the mandatory sentencing lowered for them. So I was sentenced to seven years, three months for all the bank robberies and the conspiracy. I was sentenced to five years for a first gun charge. 20 years for a second gun charge 20 years for a third gun charge 20 years for a fourth gun charge all consecutive sentences and so my gun charges came up to 65 years by themselves mm-hmm. so the law when it changed they said we're going to give everybody five years for the each mandatory minimum which would make me have 27 years three months so at the time i said yep i'm going home i just got to find the way to 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 fight through that loophole. Mm -hmm. And then you could... I found out in 2020 that you could petition your judge for a compassionate release due to the change of a law. Mm -hmm. And once I found that out, I said, oh yeah, the ball's in my court. Mm -hmm. I have all of these things. You know, my first eight years in prison was rough. I was... i Absolutely. uh, I was a problem child in prison no doubt. my last 16 I had learned hey listen in order to in order to change the way of your thinking in order to change that lifestyle that you have in order to get out from underneath the the way I was raised in the streets I had to reimagine and rethink everything that I had learned and become a better person mm. And so what was taking, that process
0: like, bro?
1: Well, you know, at first it's frustrating, you know what I mean? Because when somebody would disrespect you... Well,
0: it's like it's showtime.
1: Yeah, in your head you're saying, man, I'll rip this kid apart.
0: <laughs>
1: but then you have, you have that other side of you saying, your freedom is worth more mm. than that little disrespect. Mm-hmm. And when people see that they can disrespect you, they do it more often. Absolutely. And so it becomes harder and harder and harder. Mm. But luckily, I had a couple good dudes in prison who kind of took me under their wing and said, Hey, listen, this ain't ain't the way you need to go. Mm. Um, You're trying to get free. And that stuff is temporary right here. This little bit of stuff right here is temporary. Mm. And so I began to take the classes and and start working and all of those different things and, and being a, quote, you know, whatever you want to call it, a model, model, inmate, model inmate, you yeah. know what I mean?
0: Yeah,
1: no doubt. Uh, taking college classes and truck driving classes and Spanish classes, taking everything they offered, I took it. Yeah. Cooking, baking, you know, everything. Yeah. I learned a few good trades. Yeah. Um, and in the process of that, some guards saw that I had really changed for the better. Yeah. And so, and they were were good dudes, you know what I mean? And they knew my situation. They knew I got caught up at 19. I got given forever. And so, every so often, one of them would say, hey man, I'ma write a letter for you just in case you get back in court.
0: Mm. And- Oh, that's solid.
1: Yeah, and so I was like, whoa, what do you mean? You're gonna write a, I'ma write a character letter for you. I'ma let them know. That when you first came to prison, because I've witnessed, you know, you see the same COs, Absolutely. the same prison guards. Rotate. throughout all Yeah, they rotate. Mm-hmm. And so prison guards that have been a rookie when I was in prison already for five, six years, they witnessed the transformation. And they started saying, bro, I'm going to write a letter for you uh, just in case you get out. Mm-hmm. I mean, just in case you go in front of your judge. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I ended up with like 11 letters from uh, 11 different staff members. Oh, Amen. And, uh, and I'm not no, you know, kiss butt type of dude, man. I, I, I just, I'm respectful. I live my life to the best of my ability. And when people saw that, they took the initiative to help me out. And so, comes full circle. 2021, January. Mm. My lawyer, I write a motion up real decent. You know what I mean? I took all of the laws that I had been seeing. I seen people getting out under the same law I was attempting to get out on. And so I took all the judges' quotes and sayings and all the different case law and I put it together in a motion and I shot it to my my public defender. And she hooked up a motion. January 19th, she submitted it. And she said, I I don't know what's going to happen because of xyz and yeah. oh my judge said at sentencing my judge said i would give you 20 years and even that would be a stiff sentence but i know i would do it knowing that you had a chance at life afterwards Absolutely. what i'm about to do today serves no purpose fills the prisons with men with no hope Absolutely. so my my judge saying that at my sentencing actually helped me in getting back in because The judge saw that, that I went in front of, Mm -hmm. and he saw the letters. And he, you know, I don't even think it was the motion that I put together, really. I think it was the letters and what my judge said specifically.
0: You had that same judge?
1: Um, No, my judge died in, like, 2015.
0: Okay.
1: I ended up getting... uh, Yeah, the brother. Yeah, the brother from... uh, Oakland, I think he is from, yeah. from the Bay Area. Yeah.
0: yeah, he was a Raider fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah ain't no question. Yeah. Well, Nun- Nunley. Nunley. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know, just so that y'all know who we talking about, we talking about the honorable Nunley. Nunley, ain't you know, no big, question. Big shout out for that, man. For sure. Yeah. Um,
1: I appreciate my freedom, man, and it's uh, it's a blessing. So, uh, May May 17th, um, I was out on the yard. You know, we were locked down due to COVID, but they would let us out on the yard every so often. hmm And uh, when I came back in, everybody was looking at me funny. And my celly said, Bro, they've been calling you in the back, and I'm like, They've been calling me in the back. So, in my head, I'm thinking death in the family, uh, I'm you know, something like that. I'm not, yeah, yeah, I'm not even thinking about this this court case I got going on. So, when I walk in the back, the lady said, Your name is Parker, right? I said, Yeah, my name is Parker. She said, oh, your thing went through. And I'm like, (laughs) what are you talking about? My thing went through. Mm. She was like, you know, that thing you you put in. And I'm like, time out. Listen, slow down. Explain to me what you're saying. Mm. And she said, you know, that thing you put in for the compassionate release, it got granted today. And we're supposed to get you out of prison today, right now. But because we got the order so late, we're going to let you out at 1030 the next day. And so uh, I was in La La Land, bro. I didn't know whether to cry, yeah. to run around screaming. I didn't know what to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that heavy weight Absolutely. was Just lifted, lifted up off my shoulder. Yeah. And down. it was like, this ain't real. You know, oh my God. I know my mom is going crazy right now. Oh, yeah.
0: I, I remember that text, bro. Yeah. I remember that text I got. I tell you I'd have it, but I went swimming in Virginia and lost that phone.
1: <laughs> 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 yeah, so um, it's a great feeling, man, just to have that weight lifted um, and to finally be able to just breathe air without all of the Restrain. oppression and, mm-hmm. and frustration and, and the yoke of time and all of that different type of stuff. Yeah, uh, It's a beautiful thing, man. man.
0: Well, you out now how long?
1: I've been out now since May 18th of 2021, so approximately seven months, eight months. You working? Yeah, I got a job uh June, last week of June, or last week of July, excuse me. I got a, a job at Oxford Street the last week of July. Uh Good family hired me, you know, Dave and Salwa from Absolutely. Oxford Street.
0: Love Salwa, love Dave. Love
1: Dave, love Salwa, yeah. love Oxford Street yeah. and their family. Uh They hired me. Uh, your first job? Uh, that's my first job ever.
0: Ever in life.
1: Ever, well, outside of prison. Yeah, prison that's jobs don't count. First job ever in life. Yeah. Um, and it's a blessing, man. And really it is. So what I
0: mean? So before we close out, bro, let them know what's next for you.
1: Uh, right now I'm about to get into, uh, trucking. I'm about to take my, um, CDL trucking course, four week course. And I'm gonna start driving trucks. Uh, once I get to driving trucks, I'm gonna save money up, buy me a truck or two or 3 uh-huh. And have uh people driving for me.
0: Yeah, real in that done.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Married? No, not married. Any kids? No kids. Okay. None mm. on the way? None on the way.
0: Alright, my man. So uh, what's the goal on that, bro?
1: Um, jumping
0: that broom song. Is there a lady in your in your in your scope, man? or or what?
1: What I'm gonna say is I'm uh I'm happy with the way my life is going right now. Yeah. Um I definitely want children. I definitely want to get married. Mm. Um, but right now, I don't have my stuff all the way nailed down together. And so I, I know that I don't need to bring a child into this world and I can't really support that child mm. the way I need to support him. Oh man. You know what I mean? Yes sir.
0: Well, I tell you bro, I, I sincerely appreciate you sitting down with me in this. Hey, and for you guys that's listening, Today is New Year's Eve. It's probably about 9 o'clock Western time. And uh we, you know, we chilling here. He's at the house. First New Year's. Surrounded by family. All love. We chilling, bro. I appreciate you uh showing up for me on this, What's man. What's up, my brother? My nigga, man. I love you. I love you, boy. Hey, thank you guys for listening in to uh Theo Life Without podcast. And Stay tuned. I got a real special guest coming soon for you on the next one. You know what I'm talking about? I'm not even going to tell you who it is. Just stay tuned. God bless y'all. Happy New Year's. And be extremely safe. They shooting out here. Peace.